Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. We're not going to be here if we don't get financial support. I'm not bitching. I'm not complaining. But there's not a place you can spend money better to get great products at the same time that will keep truth and hope alive. And where this broadcast isn't just reaching the general public, it's reaching the intelligentsia of the planet. And it's recognized as one of the most bright spots against this tyranny. Why, well, Alex, first I'd say that you're vindicated. Man, you made the right call. I've known you now for three years through the pandemic, and you've made the right call all the way. You are the new news media. I have hedge fund managers tell me they watch uh, War Room and, and, and InfoWars because the other channels, there, there's no signal there, just noise. I want you all to know something. Alex Jones was right. This is an information war. And that's because of your support. That's not to my credit, that's to you. So recognize your investment and what you've done and double down on it. But as AP reports, we have a patent stay on air if we just get the funds in to do the appeals and continue these bankruptcies. There are some significant issues on appeal. This is a very unusual trial. Um, the court basically uh, put him in default and they went straight to damages. And that's very unusual and that's a very draconian ruling by a court. Now, a civil trial such as this generally has two issues, liability and damages. In this case, however, you are only considering the issue of damages. Why is that? Because the court has made that determinations determination for reasons that you need not concern yourself with and that you should not speculate about. Therefore, liability is established and you are not to consider liability. And the judge today said that she will hold me in criminal contempt if I say I'm innocent, if I say I'm bankrupt, if I say I wasn't the first person to question Sandy Hook and over 10 other things. No judge in U.S. history has ever told somebody what they can and can't say. And a court of appeal is going to really scrutinize that. Um, a judge is required to, if, if a litigant is not participating in discovery or is violating you know, the litigation standards, uh, you know, the judge, there's a number of things that a judge can do before actually putting him in default. You'll see the AP says Alex Jones has a lot of options and Alex Jones was railroaded and Alex Jones wasn't given a fair trial. What do you think that is? The damages award needs to be supported by the evidence. So the appellate side is very rich here. And I'm in personal bankruptcy. All my cards are on the table. All my chips are in. They're, when we file this stuff on Friday, they're going to be the enemy is going to be so blown away because they're just going to see I've been truthful about the whole time. I wish I had ten million dollars. I wish I had a million dollars. I don't. I'm out of money. So it's very it's very possible that both the compensatory damages award and even the punitive damages award, depending on what it's based, could be discharged. And if that's the case, this judgment's wiped out. And I'm here to make sure everybody has that choice because God works through men and women. And I know God's been working through me for 30 years, 28 years on air. So no one who wants prosperity and security and basic life on this planet should serve the new world order. It's very, very simple. Take him out and make sure he can't do it again. And you've called this judge a tyrant, correct? Yes. Okay. And you actually use that word a lot with your audience. You call people tyrants, don't you? Only when they act like it. Ah! 
folks, it's not too late to do your Christmas shopping at InfoWarsStore.com, even if the only gift you're buying is the gift of free speech for the entire world. Gift, gift the, the gift of liberty to the United States and the world beyond today by going to InfoWarsStore.com. We have a big show for you today, but none of it's possible without your support. InfoWarsStore.com, we really are in the well, biggest trouble of our existence here at InfoWars, but we'll make it through and we'll make it We'll become even bigger and better on the other side if we have your support at InfoWarsStore.com. We'll get into some of what we're doing here at InfoWars to compensate for the uh, bankruptcy on the other side. Stay with us. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. Very, very big show we have for you today. Just tons of video. We'll be talking a lot about what's happening in Ukraine as we have some interesting developments there, as well as um, a lot of European news today. We'll talk about that and how it reflects on the you know, global takeover. I mean, really, things are just insane. We don't have a lot of time to waste. Let's get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 15th of December, 2022. Our first story here, Senate passes bill to ban TikTok on government devices. Finally, finally, the U.S. government has moved to act on one of the most troubling trends uh, in the world right now, and that is uh, weirdos in, on government salaries making TikTok videos of themselves dancing. Finally. The government has made proactive measures to rid us of this scourge. No more will we see overweight army chicks flaunting their gigantic butts. Finally, finally, we can stop this ridiculous trend of people just gyrating on TikTok. Uh, No, apparently it has something to do with, uh, you know, surveillance and an influence operation by the Chinese government and the fact that it's clearly just uh, spyware that infects your entire phone and gives the Chinese government direct access to uh, all of the information on the the phone. And if uh, somebody from the government uh, has TikTok installed, it's essentially like opening up America's secrets directly to our primary geopolitical enemies. So – yeah, we'll go ahead and ban that. Just go ahead and ban that. I think that's a, that's a fine idea. TikTok itself, they say, doesn't operate inside China. And, uh, however, the company doesn't store uh, – and the company doesn't s- uh, store U.S. data in China. Oracle began vetting TikTok's algorithms and content moderation models earlier this year to ensure they aren't manipulated by Chinese authorities. I don't think they need to manipulate anything. I think I, – really, I think the danger of TikTok is, is in the influence – that it has, and the Chinese government doesn't even have to really do anything about it. You just give people what they want. It turns out what people want is uh, their own destruction. Meanwhile, Biden braces for potentially 14,000 migrants a day. The possibility of 14,000 migrants crossing a day is pushing the Biden administration towards a new rule that would severely limit migrants' ability to qualify for asylum at the southern border, Axios has learned. Officials are concerned that Border Patrol stations will face acute overcrowding and Department of Homeland Security resources will be overwhelmed with the pandemic-era Title 42 policy ends on December 21st, according to sources familiar with the plans. 
again, it's not that complicated. If you are camped out just across the border waiting for a provision to end so you can cross into America, it means that you are not in imminent danger. You do not qualify for asylum, so you can just stay on the other side of the river. That's how it would go if we had any semblance of logic guiding our uh, policies, but we don't. We don't. We have just civilizational arsonists in position of power who are using their authority to uh, overwhelm and destroy this country from the inside. It's all obvious. It's all on display. They're just doing it, and nobody's stopping them. Encounters with the migrants at the southern border are already at record levels, with a daily tally surpassing 9,000, three times the uh, in the first week and a half uh, of December, Axios told uh, sources told Axios officials are now preparing for the possibility of between 12,000 and 14,000 migrants attempting to cross every day. So again, you know, a lot of this reporting is like uh, Biden administration braces for surge. It's like, well, first of all, you could just not oh, have open borders. You could just prevent the surge from happening, right? This is this is like, um, you know, just just raise the locks and and shut out the floodwaters. It's really not that complicated. So these are just people sitting there watching the tide rise, knowing they could just flip the leather, uh, the the lever, rise the locks, and just protect themselves from the floodwater. But instead, they're just sitting there, the lever down, going, "Oh my God, we're all about to drown." It's, pre- it's pretty ridiculous how easy this situation would be to solve. It's not. It's not a crime against humanity. It's not violent. It's not aggressive to just simply shut and lock your door and say, no, you can't come in. It really is that simple. We're just not doing it. So again, it's not a surge as much as it is a continual deluge that's going to just get a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier, the deluge in uh, coming. It's like, it's a surge, but it's a surge in the way that, you know, uh, a garden hose just endlessly spraying can just, just like spray a little bit harder for a second and then go back to spraying incredibly hard the entire time. So it's not so much a surge as it is just an acceleration or a continuation of what's already happening. And we'll get more into that as well. Uh, It's not just the illegal immigration. It's the legal immigration by the hundreds of thousands that's destroying this country. And we'll describe that later and describe, you know, the end game of this that we're seeing play out right now in Europe. So more on that later. Meanwhile, Zero Hedge has this story. People died from mRNA vaccine-damaged hearts. New peer-reviewed German study provides direct evidence. Finally, finally, there's science we can trust. I know we've known all this from our, you know, layman observations this entire time. It's been obvious. I know. I, I, I know. Maybe I'm just – maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I'm – I don't know. Maybe I have something special about me. When I see somebody injected with something and then I see that person – within minutes fall over dead i have the ability to connect the two events but you know now we have the evidence to uh i don't know convince the sheep medical pathologists from heidelberg university hospital in heidelberg germany have published direct evidence showing how people found dead after mrna vaccination died as this team of six scientists explored their study these mrna vaccinated patients suffered from heart damage because their hearts were attacked by their own immune cells this autoimmune attack on their own heart cells then leads to their damaged hearts beating so many times per second that once the uh, trichardia tachycardia uh, unexpectedly started they died in minutes I know I'm not pronouncing that right, but that's okay. 
Uh, the article, autopsy-based histopathology characterization of myocarditis after anti-SARS-CoV-2 vaccination, was published on November 27th, 2022 in the journal Clinical Research and Cardiology, the official, German, uh, the official journal of the German Cardiac Society. They autopsied 25 different victims at different ages who were found dead at home within 28 days of vaccination. They looked at their heart tissue under microscope to find out why these people died of cardiac rhythm disruptions when they had no apparent underlying heart disease. In the author's own words, quote, our findings established the histological uh, phenotype of lethal vaccination-associated myocarditis. So again, in layman's terms, the vaccine kills you dead by destroying your heart. It essentially gives you a a variation of AIDS that your own immune system attacks your own heart and it kills you. So that's what it does. We've Again, we've known the entire time. Now we just have the uh, scientific study that maybe can allow us to broach the subject of the fact that the vaccines are in, with no exaggeration, a mass murder program that have probably killed hundreds of thousands, if not millions at this point. But that's okay. We have some good news here. Far left Washington Post announces massive layoffs after losing 500,000 subscribers. Woke employees are outraged. We have this video and we'll show it to you in just a little bit as again the uh, you know the the establishment media, the leaders of American thought, uh, the leaders of that organization just show utter contempt for the employees who have put them where they are. It's really pretty amazing just to see how how brutally these people are treated uh, by their own. But of course, it's typical, expected, uh, funny. We'll, we'll enjoy that little shroud and Freud as we see these people who claim democracy dies in darkness uh, themselves are, are fired in uh, a dimly lit room. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, and we'll, we'll get to that and show you the video. Finally, we have this story. Kremlin vows to take out Patriot batteries if U.S. sends to Ukraine. Russia has responded Wednesday to the prior day report from the Pentagon sources that the Biden administration is finalizing plans to send Patriot anti-air defense missiles to Ukraine in what would constitute the longest range defense system transferred from the West to date. It could strike uh, targets in Russia. Russia says it'll destroy the batteries. Of course, we discussed yesterday how these Patriot batteries, uh, they're probably going to send American soldiers to operate them. So again, we're setting ourselves up for direct confrontation with a nuclear armed superpower. It's World War III. It's on the cusp. We could stop it today. We could just not do this, but we're going to. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. It's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air, broadcasting free worldwide. 
and it seems quite real that things can change in an instant. Things are getting very weird, and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on. But we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air. And you can do that now at InfoWarsStore.com. Help us clear out our stock of bodies, turmeric, vitamin C with zinc, and alpha power. Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now, with free shipping, we thank you for your support. And we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and merry Christmas. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to talk about today. We'll be talking about the war in Ukraine as that ramps up to really ridiculous degrees and uh, we have a pretty shocking video from a very well-known Ukrainian volunteer soldier actually calling for a military coup against Zelensky. Pretty incredible stuff. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. We're also going to talk about some of the political developments yesterday, including the LGBTQ violence hearing that was held and just the, well, just a myriad of absurdities from that particular event. I mean, the whole thing is predicated on an absurdity in the first place, the idea that there's some sort of pandemic of violence against LGBTQ people. It, it literally doesn't exist. They, they're just making it up. It's, it's very bizarre, but it's, it's the, the witnesses saying just the most outrageous things and uh, the supporters of those people, again, just incapable of contending with reality, incapable of actually holding views that reflect – uh, the truth about the world around them. It's its really kind of shocking, actually. Let's uh, start with this video. We'll start on a high note. We'll go to clip number 18 here. The story is this. Far-left Washington Post announces massive layoffs after losing 500,000 subscribers. Woke employees are outraged. They're outraged, darn it. They've done their best. They've worked hard. Every day they wake up and for at least an hour a day, they, you know, spend time making calls, doing research and writing articles with the sole intent and purpose of demonizing regular Americans and throwing our entire world into a chaotic cesspit of corruption, nepotism and, you know, secret activity by the intelligence agencies. They work every day so hard to destroy the fabric of this country to undermine the ability of regular Americans to simply live their lives and to rob and steal tax money for their friends in in different countries. I mean every day they have dedicated themselves to the demonization of their fellow Americans, and this is how they're repaid. What, because they keep having to retract stories for being so utterly false because they continually push the same narrative as every other mainstream news outlet that is – routinely proven 
to be utterly falsified. What, just because they say the same thing over and over and over again with no scientific evidence whatsoever, you, people just stop reading them? <laughs> what? What? People, people don't want to subscribe to something that tells them how evil they are and then advocates for the richest and most privileged in this world to be completely unaccountable and in absolute control of your every move? What? People don't like that? What? What? I'm shocked. 500,000 subscribers in a single year lost from the Washington Post. As the Gateway Pundit puts it, pushing uh, fake news, bad for business. Not the best business practice to be utterly contemptible psychopaths who continuously lie. It doesn't work out very well. Even when you have the entire support of the establishment, even when you have you know unrestricted access to social media, even when you have billions of dollars given to you on credit by financial institutions, they still can't stay afloat. They still can't make it work. People are rejecting their propaganda at greater rates than ever before. It's really a brilliant thing. The Washington Post had 3 million subscribers in 2021. That number dropped to 2.5 million in 2022. This has led the Washington Post also seeing a decline in revenue. They're not expected to make a profit this year. Washington Post publisher Fred Ryan told employees at a company-wide meeting on Wednesday that layoffs would continue early next year after eliminating its Sunday magazine and cutting 10 staffers in the process last month. Ryan said layoffs would affect a single-digit percentage of the company's 2,500 employees, saying, quote, we anticipate it will be a single-digit percentage of our employee base, and we will finalize those plans over the coming weeks, Ryan said. Washington Post reporter Annie Gowan and Ryan rushed out of the meeting after announcing the terrible news without answering any questions from the employees who were understandably furious. Uh, Ryan, the CEO, says we're not going – or he's the CEO, right? The publisher says we're not going to turn the town hall into a grievance session with the guild, Ryan says. It's not a grievance session. It's a question, one staffer's responded as Ryan turns his back to the outraged employees. So we have that video. Uh, we'll go to it here. And again, just – it's sort of nice seeing uh, these people get exactly what they advocate for. This is the world they're creating for themselves. It's a world not without compassion, without care, without responsibility to your employees or you know your citizens or the country that you exist in. It's just get what you can for yourself while you can. Screw anybody you want over in the process, and if they complain about it, act like you're the aggrieved one. Uh, this is this is the playbook they advocate for. This is the playbook that they celebrate when they're winning. But when it gets turned on them, they realize that they're the bad guys after all. Let's go to this video now of the Washington Post firing, uh, laying off a large portion of its employees and just essentially telling them to uh, go kick rocks. Let's watch. The magazine staff for this world. We'll have, we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. And he's gone. Just like that. That's it. Isn't that amazing? He's just like, uh, so look, uh, you know, we've, we've bungled everything. You guys have done your job, but we've lost 500,000 subscribers in a single year. Everyone hates us. Uh, you're all fired. A large portion of you are, are going to be fired from now, uh, from here on out. I'm going to get a massive bonus, but you guys, you guys are fired. And they're just like, but what does that mean for our jobs? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
You're attacking me now? Let's not let, – don't attack me. Let's not turn this into some grieving session where you're throwing – you're hurling things at me. I'm the injured one here. I'm, you know how hard it is to fire you? Do you know how much it hurts me to send you out on the street and to go back to my m- massive you know, high-rise townhouse uh, you know, salon? You know, how, you know how much harder my masseuse is going to have to massage me tonight? My live-in masseuse, she's going to have a really hard night tonight. So really, I'm the grieved, I'm the, the aggrieved one here. I'm really the one that's that's hurting. Uh, so see ya. He just leaves. <laughs> they just leave. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is what you get, you despicable liars. Washington Post should be shut down completely. But isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing to see that even with all of the support, all of the entire establishment all of this this our whole civilizational infrastructure being used being being you know taken over and and used to prop up certain media outlets who promote certain narratives and they still can't succeed they still can't stay alive infowars as you may know uh, you if you've been following the news over the last year or so has been under unprecedented attack i mean just ruthless brutal destruction from all of the very same authorities and all of the very same establishment characters that are propping up these failing outlets uh, and we haven't laid anybody off yet uh, that may come eventually we don't know uh, but we're continuing to exist because we don't we don't have to cheat we, we don't have to get billions of dollars from investors we have you the american people and you've kept us on the air I guess I'd like to say welcome. Welcome to those half million people who have decided to abandon the liars of the mainstream news and come to find the real source of truth. Because you want it, here's another one just for you. Because without you, it would truly be a blue Christmas. But thank God that we have you. All of us, awakening and vibrant souls all over the earth. It's your love, our love, that makes all of this possible. And if you feel like showing us some love today and help keep us on the air, you can do so at InfoWarsStore.com. Products that will make your life better and allow us to keep broadcasting free worldwide. We are all in this together through thick and thin. On behalf of the whole crew, we love you. And we thank you for your support. InfoWars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls in the second hour of today's program. I think I want to return to what we were doing on Tuesday, I guess it was, when we were asking you for your top stories of the year. We're definitely going to do like a year in review special broadcast at some point where we go through the year of 2022 because this has been a year of really monumental change and we need to 
see the whole thing from front to back to really get a scope of what's happening. Uh, but I almost think we should do like a whole week of it because just going through some of the old videos uh, from earlier this year, it really is um, – there's really a lot of stuff that I don't know how we're going to fit it into one uh, one show, but we'll be doing that. So maybe we'll take your calls uh, in the second hour. I do know, you know, while we're talking about, you know, the Washington Post laying off a bunch of people and losing a bunch of subscribers, you may have noticed that uh, – again, I don't even know what I can – I don't even know what I can talk about. I don't think this is uh, out of bounds though. You, you may notice that uh, some of our printer papers you know, look a little bit d- deformed, a little bit messy. We're suffering too. We are suffering too. But this is this is just one of the sort of – Subtle things that happens, I guess, when you go through a, a bankruptcy court. We, it's not that we don't have the money or the ability to fix our printer. It's just that we have to like ask for permission to do absolutely anything uh, that costs any amount of money at all. So it's like instead of you know, spending time getting stories together or your crews having to run around trying to figure out how to fix printers because we're just prevented from doing what we need to and the same thing happens with all sorts of services that we use on a daily basis whether it's to edit video or to you know do all sorts of other stuff you know we have to pay for those services and in order to pay for anything we have to get permission from some authority i don't even understand how it works but uh there's a lot of stuff going on the behind the scenes a lot of changes that we've been having to make to keep these shows moving forward and um keeping the highest level of production value that you come to expect here at InfoWars. So we thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, just know we're, uh, we're doing everything we can to keep the, sh- the ship operating, and of course it is, and we will continue to do so. And if we make it through this uh, rough patch here, this you know, segment of disturbed water, then it should be smooth sailing from here on out. But we've got to make it through this process first. And so we do thank you for going to InfoWarsStore.com. We do ask you if you never have before, or if it's been a while, just go to InfoWarsStore.com, make a purchase. It'll be a product that you can trust and know will benefit you, whether it's a supplement or any of our T-shirts and you know great gift items that you can find uh, still in time for, uh, for Christmas if you uh, order soon. And, of course, we have the brand-new line of supplements, including a number of ingredients that are not found in any other InfoWars supplements. That's the InfoWars MD line uh, with the uh, powerful mushroom supplement mushroom max nootropic combining many of the most powerful nootropic mushrooms into one super packed nootropic product it's also better mood plus libido rx superfood greens the cbd full spectrum uh, droppers as well as the full spectrum 10 milligram gummies and 25 milligram gummies so cbd another thing that we've never had at infowars store before so we're still advancing we're still innovating we're still creating new things we will still be on the air as long as humanly possible, but it's all thanks to you when you go to InfoWarsStore.com. Now, we have a lot – oh my god, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. All right. We've got immigration to talk about. We've got – let's talk about that. Let's talk about immigration, shall we? Let's talk about immigration, not to America yet. We'll talk about that in just a second, but let's talk about it in a place like France, in a place like – England and Germany and Europe, I think we may have hit a critical mass of a sort. I think we may have reached an endpoint of one globalist program, meaning that their newest is being unveiled. Paris braces for civil war on the Champs-Élysées as France prepares to take on Morocco. This is from yesterday. So France and Morocco played 
a World Cup game semifinal yesterday. France won, uh, meaning that uh, the city didn't burn quite as much as it maybe would have. But before the match, Paris was bracing for, quote, civil war on the Champs-Élysées as France prepared to take on Morocco in the World Cup semifinal. It's one of those things that, I guess the World, the World Cup really shows you where loyalties lie, right? You might have somebody who, I'm a French citizen. I'm as French as any other French person. Just because I come from somewhere else doesn't mean I'm any less of a French person. I deserve all of the rights of every other French person, and I deserve to be treated just as well, if not better, than the native-born French people because I am French. I live here. Therefore, I am French. And then the World Cup happens, and suddenly they're decked out in the Moroccan flag, uh, chanting, you know, F you France as they celebrate what they consider to be their own ethnicity, their own culture, not the French one. I feel like I've seen that in America. Of course, yeah, it happens in America too. Same thing. Last time America played uh, Mexico, I remember seeing more Mexican flags than (laughs) you could possibly imagine. Every Hispanic person in my school decked out, face paint, Mexican flag face paint. It's just like, all right, okay, that's fine. That's fine, I guess. There's nothing wrong with, you know. uh, Viva Mexico, dude. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, of course, I understand it. If you're from somewhere and have uh, pride in that country, you're going to probably support that country. But it gets a little bit uh, excessive when it comes to Europe because there have been massive riots all over Europe in Spain, in France, all over the place uh, as a consequence of Morocco beating that team in the World Cup. Really shows you you know, where their loyalties lie, truly. France has the biggest Moroccan population outside of North African country with an estimated 1.5 million people in the country's have a testy history with Morocco, a former protectorate of the European nation. Uh, each result of Morocco's surprise run to the penultimate stage of the tournament has been met with jubilant scenes in the capital with fireworks and flares lit, streets ground to a halt, and riot police deployed to quell any potential violence. So yesterday, France beat Morocco in the semifinals, and uh, the result was uh, full-on riots. We have a couple of videos that I just put into the... Um, folder there we can roll some of these you can see uh, just uh, an average french square uh, on fire uh, things burning <laughs> riders running around uh, see typically what would happen would be uh, hordes of french people would be out to celebrate but here you see hordes of french people were out celebrating when they were attacked with mortars by the moroccans so you have moroccans on one side of the square french on the other and it turns into a full-fledged melee uh, hurling mortar fireworks into crowds and uh, blowing up. One boy, a 14-year-old boy, actually died in Montpellier amid violence after the France-Morocco game. Teenager died after getting hit by a car as scattered incidents of violence reported across several French cities. So what happened here was there was a big crowd. There was a person flying uh, a French flag on his car. Of course, if you fly a French flag in France nowadays, you're likely to be attacked. So that's what happened. The guy driving the car with the French flag on it uh, was attacked by a mob. He tried to speed away uh, from the violent attack, and he uh, accidentally hit a 14-year-old boy and killed him. So, of course, they're searching now for the uh, driver of that car. But, uh, again, this is what happens when you import millions of people from a foreign country make absolutely no effort to actually indoctrinate them into your culture but instead allow them to operate as essentially independent pockets colonies within your country so this is just reverse colonization it's uh, the revenge of the colonized i guess on 
uh, their colonial masters. But I think, like I said, we're reaching a new, a new level here. Macron looks to crack down on illegal immigration with new law. This is from December 6th of this year. French President Emmanuel Macron is set to make a second attempt at increasing expulsions of illegal immigrants under fierce pressure from his far-right opponents. I think what this means is that they've done enough. I think what this means is that the elites in their calculus have determined that there is no getting France back anymore. There is no getting Germany back anymore. Enough migrants have flooded the European countries that their presence there now, their birth rates, uh, the legal avenues for immigration means that the people in power can shut off the tap of illegal immigration and know that they've already done enough damage and it will continue to happen to these European countries so they don't need the influx anymore. In fact, more influx would cause anger in France. Right now what they want is for everybody just to chill out. They want the, to, they want the people to think that the government's doing something so they can continue to let the flood rise. Introducing InfoWars, super high-end supplement line at up to 50% off what these same formulas are sold for in stores. It's InfoWars MD, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. We have a new line of super quality CBD oils that are incredibly good for your entire body at InfoWarsStore.com. We have Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max Powerful Nootropic, Ageless Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Our turmeric formula is 95% humanoid, the strongest and best on the market. These formulas and more under the InfoWars MD banner are at InfoWarsStore.com. They are private labeled clones of the top brands in the country for up to 50% off where you're going to find them in stores and on other online stores. This is our new InfoWars MD incredible line. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection. Your advertisement from your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum, right? Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Oh, there's no place like home for the holiday. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I really do think that a decision has been made somewhere, some shadowy corner, some unelected world leader, or cabal of them, have made the decision that. The first or the, the latest stage of the European depopulation program has succeeded, and they're moving on to the next stage. I just I, I want to explain, you know, sort of the, 
the calculus that they're running in their heads. Story we were just covering is this. Macron looks to crack down on illegal immigration with a new law. Are they? Are they cracking down on illegal immigration with a new law? Maybe. Maybe. But I think what's happening here is that for years they have used open borders to flood Europe with foreigners. And people have pushed back a little bit, and then they make it illegal to push back. People have spoken out against it, and they make laws to prevent people from speaking out against it. And it's gotten to the point that they've reached a critical mass. They've reached a point that the powers that be say, all right, we can shut off this tap now. We, we've flooded the Europe enough with the birth rates and the you know, legal avenues of immigration. Now that these people are in the country, they can say, well, I want my family brought here. And then you, know, you don't have to do it illegally. There's processes just like here in America where you can bring people in if you have family uh, there already. So I think they understand now we don't need any more legal immigration. In fact, if we continue the flow of illegal, illegal immigration at the rate at which it is, the people of Europe are not going to be okay anymore. We've seen it already in, in Germany and Austria and France where the far right – because it says here you know, um, President Macron is doing this under fierce pressure from his far right opponents. See the far right in Europe – or just the right wing, or just people who actually care about their country, are finally like getting pissed off. They're getting mad. They're n- not going to let this happen anymore. They're calling for an end to this endless flow of immigration. So the people, the people in power, realize that if they keep this flow of immigration going, then more people will go to the far right. They might actually undo all of their plans. So what they are doing instead is saying, all right, all right, we're going to shut off the flow of illegal immigration. We're going to concede. We're going to give you concessions. We're going to concede to the far right, and we're going to slow down that tap of illegal immigration. So now all the people in France that are mad about all the illegal immigration can go, oh, okay, they're doing something about it and start to you know care less about the problem uh, because they know that if they were to continue that going, the people would get mad and actually fight back. So this is an effort to stop the people from rising up, stop the people from actually reversing the policies that have gone on, and instead, you know, mollify them, pacify them by claiming you're shutting down illegal immigration. But you know that you don't need any more illegal immigration. You've done enough. You've already overwhelmed the population of Europe. Already, you know, the under-18s in places like Germany and and France are massively overrepresented uh, foreign-born population. Uh, they all have you know, mul- many, many times more kids than the uh, you know, native French people. So they don't need any more illegal immigration. They can slow that tap down. Uh, but they're doing something else at the same time. The powers that be in Europe, at the same time that they're claiming that they're going to start shutting down illegal immigration, they're listening to the far right. We're going we're gonna to slow this down. Doesn't matter. They've already taken it over, so whatever. But they're also doing this. From the 13th of this month, just uh, two days ago, migrants could be encouraged to move to rural areas to boost economies and population. So Again, this is genocide by definition, right? You've got a population that's struggling in the rural areas of the UK in this, in this case. And instead of doing anything to help those people survive, instead of doing anything to, if nothing else, just take your boot off the neck of the people in the rural areas and just allow them to thrive and allow them – to prosper and maybe even put you know governmental measures in place to like boost boost the birth rate, bring back industry, do anything of the sort. Instead, they are letting the people in the rural areas die out and replacing them with foreigners. I mean, it's just straight up genocide. It's worse than any form of colonization that Europe ever committed against anybody. 
nobody was ever depopulated as a result of uh, European immigration except in the form of disease for which humans had no knowledge and no control at the time. Migrants should be given, in fact, almost every place, especially everywhere in Africa that European colonists arrived, the local population actually exploded, actually grew quite a bit. Uh, But this is something else. This is a depopulation program with which they will, uh, they say, replenish aging communities. In other words, replace the native-born people there. So why are they doing this? Well, they're doing this because they've already done it with the cities. The cities are now majority non-native. Every major city in the UK now is 50% or more non-English. So now they're moving out to the rural areas. So like like locusts, like a plague, like some sort of infection. They have uh, completely conquered the city areas. And so they realize they don't need more people in the cities. They've already done enough demographic damage there. Now it's time to do the same to the rural areas. Migrants should be given a special visa that obliges them to live in rural areas for five years to combat depopulation and replenish aging communities, says government advisors. We believe it is in the interest of the UK government to pilot and evaluate rural era visas targeted at at areas facing depopulation and that such a pilot would align with the government's commitment to level up all parts of the UK, said the MAC, which advises ministers on immigration. So again, folks, it's just, it's just genocide. It's just European genocide. It's just genocide against the European people, the European way of life, these rural communities that have existed without trouble for literally, in some cases, tens of thousands of years. Like they've done studies that are just insane where they'll find uh, you know, remains in England. They'll find remains in some bog somewhere. They'll DNA test it, and they'll realize that the person who died in the bog 4,000 years ago, their direct descendant is living in the village less than a mile away. Like these people have literally been there forever, uh, and they've existed forever, and they've thrived forever, but not anymore. Not anymore. No, in the, in the last just very few number of decades, you know, since maybe the, the 80s, the decline has been precipitous and extinctionary. So the people in the rural areas are dying off. They're not going to be there anymore. And instead of doing anything to prevent that die-off, they call it depopulation in their their justification for this. They say, we recognize that the rural areas are being depopulated at this moment. They're not against that depopulation. They're in favor of that depopulation. They just want the population replaced by people from Algeria. They just want the population replaced by Africans. Uh, Then this is their solution to the problem. It's straight-up genocide it's white genocide it's european genocide and it's the it's the newest level of the migration program so it's been it's it's been a pretty successful program for the new world order you have europe which is uh strong it's not diverse it's actually uh you know very unified and singular ethnically uh you know cohesive that was about the 90s you had that, and then uh, the powers that be, the globalist you know, New World Order, they start wars in the Middle East. That causes a migrant you know, influx. The NGOs and the UN pays for the migrants to get to Europe. They open up the borders. They shut down the you know, border checks. They prevent anybody from speaking out against it. Within just a decade or so, you have the vast majority of under-18s in Europe being of – you know, first or second generation immigrants, uh, that trend will continue. They will just outbreed the Europeans and uh, 
you know, take over their countries piece by piece. And the Europeans are worried, or the European leaders are worried that the European people are going to realize what's going on and actually push back against this. And so to mitigate that possibility and to mollify the European populace, they're saying, all right, all right we're not going to – we're going to stop illegal immigration knowing full well that stopping illegal immigration right now, reducing it to zero right now, you would still have an inevitable collapse of the European population if no – positive action is taken to reverse that trend so they know they've reached that critical mass they know they've made it over that finish line now they can start to to hold things back so to keep europeans mollified and and pacified and distracted while the uh, demographic tidal wave continues to uh, overwhelm their countries that's just how it goes that's what they're doing and um they're moving on to that new uh, this new stage where having taken over the cities they're now moving out to the rural areas and that we're replacing the uh, populations that they themselves have depopulated uh, via their economic measures over the last several decades as well. So destroy the rural areas, destroy local economies, destroy local manufacturing. The people leave the rural areas because there's no opportunity for them anymore because they can't afford to farm because the World Economic Forum is placing restrictions on them. So these beautiful, lovely little villages that have existed for thousands of years are now ghosts of of their old selves. Their shells, they're just empty and and depressing. And so uh, they replace them with uh, Africans to keep the economy going because in their mind, for their perspective of the world. It's not that the economy exists to serve the people. The people exist to serve the economy. And if people aren't serving their economy, then they have to be replaced by somebody who's cheaper and more malleable and uh, less inclined to revolt. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true today. We see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation, Great Reset Combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their, their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. That's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. Listening to the American Journal with your host Harrison Smith. All right, folks. Just, we still have so much to talk about. I don't know how I'm going to get into all of it. We're, we're going to be joined by Andrew Huff and Thomas Rins in the third hour. Doctor Andrew Huff is the whistleblower who revealed insider knowledge that COVID was created in the Wuhan lab. We're very excited to talk to him. We'll take your phone calls this hour. I want to play this video, clip number 20. Tucker Carlson talking to Tulsi Gabbard, and he makes a claim that you know we all know to be true. We, we all know that this is the way things work, but to hear it you know, from Tucker Carlson, di- directly from a United States senator or congressman, 
is pretty chilling stuff, and that is the, a topic that we actually mentioned quite a bit on this show, and that is that the reason the spy agencies are able to do whatever they want and seem to have no oversight keeping them in bounds uh, is because they're allowed to spy on the very people that are supposed to be overseeing them. This is a major issue that we've known about for years and that I bring about just about I bring up just about every time we talk about you know the FBI or the CIA. Like, why aren't the Republicans holding them to account? Well, because they have blackmail on the Republicans, because they spy on them, because they listen to their conversations, because they can kill them with impunity, and they will and have. So let's go to this clip of Tucker Carlson saying how this is not speculation. It's not a potentiality. It's not something that could happen, so we should probably be careful about what we allow our spy agencies to do. No, it's happening, and the people who it's happening to are such cowards. They're allowing it to happen. Let's watch. There are members of Congress who are controlled by the intel agencies. I'm not speculating on this. You know, I, I lived there for 35 years. I know right. this. I had a very high-ranking, very high-ranking member of the House Intel Committee tell me at dinner at a restaurant in Washington when he'd been drinking, we got to talk about this. And I said, oh, I'll text you. He goes, I, I can't text. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, because NSA reads my text. And I said, NSA reads it with you. You're the head guy on the intelligence committee. You're their boss. You're providing oversight in our constitutional system. He's like, yeah, but, you know, they're still spying at me. First thing. Second thing, Michael McCall, right. who is, you know, <laughs> the leader of, I would say, the neocons uh, in the House, kind of low-key uh, neocons, but but neocons, Um what, I got into an argument with him once last year on the phone. He told somebody that I was a Russian agent or something, and I was outraged. So I called him on the phone, and I, you know, I used bad language. I was really mad, and uh, he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I just got that. You know, that's what the intel briefers told me that you were working for Russia." And I said, "That's what the intel briefers told, son." You know, yeah. I'm from D.C. My dad was in this world. Like, yeah. you don't you're being manipulated by your intel briefers. Right. Duh. And he's like, well, they had, you know, all kinds of corroborating evidence. Did you see the evidence that I was a Russian agent? I'm an American. I was born here. I've never lived anywhere else. Pretty patriotic. Like, what an outrageous thing to say. He goes, well, they had, you know, I kind of, you know, I believe what they basically he tells me I believe what they say. Jeez. And I and I told him like five times. I, I probably shouldn't even be repeating this, but I'm so I was thinking about this morning. I mean, it was because I just saw that McCall is now sending more money to Ukraine, mm -hmm. and it's like, why are you doing that? Well, because you're controlled by the intel agencies. That's why. Hmm. That is true. Hmm. And I'm just absolutely sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of it. I believe yeah. my. It's absolutely outrageous, and I mean, this is the this is the way they talked. They talk to each other. This is I mean, all the congressmen know. They all know. That they can't do anything against the spy state. They can't do anything against these unelected, appointed, really bureaucrats. That they're they're bureaucrats, but they're bureaucrats with a, with a license to kill. They're bureaucrats with you know poison needles up their sleeve. So, is it any wonder why we can't get anything done? Is it any wonder why you know voting doesn't even matter at this point? We're not ruled by the people we vote for people we vote we don't the american people don't have a say in the actions of our government the government is unelected our real government the ones who really make the decisions the ones who really supply talking points to the mainstream media is totally unelected unaccountable that's a that's a problem <laughs>
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. I'm dreaming of a wife. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. I'll go ahead and give out the number right now. The number to dial is one 789 2539 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call right now. I want to know what you think the biggest story of the year has been. Go all the way back to January. What do you think the biggest story has been? Yesterday we had a bunch of uh, good suggestions, including the biolabs in Ukraine, the nuclear threats from Russia, the vaccine being revealed as more deadly than the virus, the stolen midterms elections, the grandmother that was kicked out of the YMCA for asking an adult man not to leer and molest, uh, leer at and molest little girls. And then she was, anyway, you know that one. Uh, The trucker protest, the farmer protest, the protests in China, Elon Musk taking over Twitter, the World Economic Forum's entire plan being exposed and collapsing in a lot of ways, Uh, climate change, Ten Commandments, Infowars being uh, sued into an oblivion, Pfizer admitting the EU vaccine wasn't actually tested, and when they took baby formulas from Americans to give it to illegal immigrants. So if... uh, your suggestion was any one of those stories. Don't bother. Don't bother. We got it. We got those stories. But what are we missing? What other stories happened this year that are worth a revisit as we do our year in review later this month? And I know other people want to call about other stuff. Just getting some messages about soccer hooligans in Europe. You can give us a call too. We'll go to your call. one 877 Let's get into war, shall we? Let's get into the Ukraine war because, boy, have there been some interesting developments recently. First, the foreign minister of Russia, Sergei Lavrov, has come out with a statement, pretty incredible. This is from the official Embassy of Russia Twitter account. They say, more Pentagon-funded biological weapons laboratories were built there were dozens of them in Ukraine, and that created another major problem. Now the Americans are trying as hard as they can to dodge this discussion. The statement from Sergei Lavrov is this. More Pentagon-funded biological weapons laboratories were built. There were dozens of them in Ukraine, and that created another major problem. Now the Americans are flopping about like a landed fish, as we say, trying as hard as they can to dodge this discussion. When our armed forces first seized the relevant documents in Ukraine, Victoria Newland said at the hearings in the Senate, it was vital to, quote, prevent these research materials from falling into the hands of Russian forces. That was a full confession and acknowledging of guilt, or at least an indication that there was something to investigate. So they're bringing up, once again, the specter of American biolabs in Ukraine, which American biolabs in Ukraine, obviously major danger. If we go back to what Russia first said about this, they said they had discovered things like plans and experiments to infect birds, migratory birds, and then send those migratory birds into places like Russia and allow them to infect the livestock there and the food animals there in order to wage a – sort of non-traditional war. Um, We haven't heard much about that now, but here he's come back and talking about it. But it also points to just the overwhelming influence that America's had in Ukraine recently, the cooperation we've had with the Ukrainian government to do all sorts of questionable things in that country. And perhaps perhaps that has something to do with why America seems so suicidally 
desperate to get involved in Ukraine even more than we already are. Zero Hedge reports, U.S. moles more troops inside Ukraine to track arms as leaked cable admits, quote, impossible task. The Biden administration is mulling up, mulling, stepping up the U.S. troop presence inside Ukraine as part of a program to attempt to track the billions of dollars in weaponry being handed out to its forces. However, some critics are pointing out the obvious. This is a this is classic mission creep. A former U.S. official has warned, following the examples of endless uh, war on terror, conflict turned quagmires such as Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Uh, Iraq and Syria. NBC News cited three U.S. defense officials this week who indicated that sending a small number of additional troops to assist uh, existing attempts to establish an arms tracking oversight program inside Ukraine is being seriously discussed. Coming at a time, the White House is facing increased congressional scrutiny over lack of accountability, particularly as Republicans are set to take over the House next year. They really are skilled at this, aren't they? They really are skilled at causing problems and then offering a solution to the problems that just create more problems. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's perhaps their best skill. It's maybe what they're best at. They certainly are not good at winning wars. They have no ability to actually convince thinking people of their propagandistic lies. Uh, but they're extremely good at just doing stuff and then making everybody else deal with the outcome and then doing more stuff that makes the outcome that much more troublesome and compounds the issues already. So again, what they're doing is they create the conflict in Ukraine by trying to get Ukraine into NATO, pissing off Russia, violating the Minsk agreement, and a number of other issues. So they they initiate, and Victoria Newland, right, F the EU, placing puppets in, in the presidency of Ukraine. They start this conflict, right? Then they blame Russia on it. So then they do uh, sanctions against Russia. Oh, darn, it looks like we have a massive emergency uh you know energy emergency now gosh better better put in more restrictions and more limitations and give us more power uh gee the ukraine war is spiraling out of control better give them billions of dollars in weapons uh gee we didn't actually track who we gave weapons to we just handed out weapons by the hundreds of billions and don't have any idea where they're going gee i guess to solve that problem we'll just send troops into ukraine into the line of fire uh and you know maybe cause even more violence and and trouble and get into a direct confrontation with Russia. Everything they do causes huge problems. Every solution to those problems compounds the issue and makes even more problems. It's just, it's completely insane. Now, it was revealed in October that the Pentagon does, in fact, have boots on the ground beyond personnel safeguarding the embassy in order to conduct on-site weapons inspections of U.S.-provided stockpiles. So we already have soldiers there in Ukraine. It's not just us. In fact, the Royal Marines from the UK have also taken part in high-risk covert options in Ukraine, General Reveals. Royal Marines have taken part in high-risk covert operations in Ukraine, a General Reveals for the first time. Uh, This lieutenant general from the UK says Marines were sent into Ukraine before and after the invasion. He said they operated in a hugely sensitive environment with high level of risk. Royal Navy spokesperson told Mail Online Marines did not serve any combat function. No, just extreme high-risk, highly sensitive combat action that's not combat action. So again, it really feels like nothing more or less than the lead-up to something like World War I or World War II where we can see before us the inevitable, horrific meat grinder of war. People on the ground don't want it. The citizens don't want it. Even the people in Ukraine don't want it. But they're getting it anyway because the people in power want it, and they're doing everything they can to bring this about. So this isn't a war of Russia invading poor, helpless Ukraine. This is Ukraine being a 
a setting, a, a field of action, a, a you know theater of activity for various Western intelligence agencies, corrupt you know banking programs, oil companies, pharmaceutical companies. They've had their hands in the Ukraine pie. They've been actively training and arming Ukraine for years at this point. This isn't a war between Russia and Ukraine. This is a war between Russia brought about by and being perpetuated, exacerbated, made more intense, more deadly, more dangerous by people in the West, by intelligence agencies and armies in the West who are doing everything they can, it seems, to both funnel infinite amounts of money to Ukraine, put soldiers in the, you know, path of danger by sending them to ukraine getting us more and closer than ever to conflict direct conflict with russia perhaps even accelerating to a, a nuclear exchange and i and you know russia in this case is the the only power that's actually seems to be operating you know independently and for discernible denoted targets right they have goals that they're trying to achieve and they're doing it. They're one country operating on a field of war. Meanwhile, Ukraine is just a patchwork of corrupt influences and interests, a patchwork of intelligence agencies, corporations, weapons manufacturers, pharmaceutical companies, and everybody else just trying to make a quick dime on pushing us towards the brink of nuclear exchange in World War III. And giving themselves an excuse to just wholesale liquidate the taxpayer money from this country and others. So we're going to continue on this as we have a video that shows a very well-known Ukrainian soldier saying basically exactly this. Let's go ahead and take another call. Let's talk to Malcolm in Tennessee. Welcome. Hello, Alex. Yes, Malcolm. All right, I'm going to make this quick and real short where the other patriots can get on the line. Uh, Alex, I have to promote one thing from one of your co-hosts, Owen Schroyer. Super male vitality and brain force plus. Mix those two together, you're an unstoppable tank. Super male vitality really, really works. It's cold-pressed herbs and natural compounds that have never been heated up. And so it has a dramatic effect compared to powdered versions that also work quite well but just aren't as strong. This is like a very fine wine. It's 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 it, in fact each batch is different. Sometimes it's super strong, sometimes it's just okay. People are like, "Why are you selling something and admitting sometimes the batch isn't as strong?" That's just how it is. It's how it works. Uh, so it's always good. It's just sometimes it's like super strong. But yeah, if you want the Rolls-Royce at a decent price, then this is it. Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know, I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. I mean, and people care about the First Amendment. And you're listening. 
listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the war in Ukraine right now. You know, something we say about the powers that be is that they're, they like to think of themselves as gods. They want to become gods. They want to make all of us think that we too can become gods if we just serve them enough, if we just debase ourselves enough. And they promise us that we'll be able to upload our consciousness into some sort of whatever. Uh, but the point is that they don't, they don't have total control. They're on the cusp. They're pretty close. You know, once you get the CBDCs and the constant surveillance and the uh, destroying the First Amendment and get the speech controls and send people to jail for disagreeing with the government, like as soon as they get that in place, then they really will be able to just do whatever they want without any concern for like how it will affect people. They'll just manage the people's uh, you know reaction. You know, like they're robots, like you, like you can control, you know, if they control all the flows of information and, you know, can just silence anybody at, at a whim, you know, people will respond how, how they're programmed to respond. That, that's the world they're trying to create, but they don't have that yet. So they still have to actually contend with human nature. And so people have this idea that everything we see is scripted. Everything that we see is 100% orchestrated with the outcome already pre-established that's not really the case a, a lot of these programs have various contingency options they have various you know backup plans plan a plan b plan c plan d i mean it can go a number of different ways they just set it up to where they benefit regardless right but when it comes to something like illegal immigration right if you are just you know blatant and upfront about what they're doing the people of Europe would have opposed it, right? They just came out 10 years ago and said, look, we're sick of you white people. We're going to replace you with foreigners in, in 20 years' time. You know, 90% of the kids at your kid's school will be named Muhammad, and uh, we're replacing you, and we're destroying your culture, and we're destroying your bloodline, and uh, there will be no more of you within 50 years. European people would have stood up and said, no, we're not going to let that happen. So instead they say, well, it's, it's temporary. It's a temporary emergency measure. It's a migrant crisis. We just have to deal with, you know, figure out how to deal with this. It's because we're humanitarian. You want these babies to die? Here, go, go throw this dead baby on the beach and take a picture of it and guilt the European people into accepting millions of migrants. So they fall for it, right? They have to, they can't just do whatever they want. They have to, you know, trick the people into accepting. It's like a vampire, right? They can't just walk into your house. They want they have to be invited in. Well, they're not going to get invited in if vampires are just like, if you bring me in, I will bite your neck and kill you and drink your blood, right? Vampires don't tell people that they're going to drink their blood to get invited in. You tell them something else. Then once you're invited in, then you do the thing that you wanted to get invited in for. So they're having to uh, you know, deal with this, which is why now they're you know, saying, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to tamp down on illegal immigration. We've heard from you. Don't worry, far right. You don't need to get too rambunctious. We'll, we'll take care of things for you. And in Ukraine, it's it's very it's similar in a lot of ways. Now they have a lot more control, and again, they can use the excuse of we're at war, so we have to silence people, we have to censor people, we have to manipulate things. 
but I think their, their grip on the narrative of Ukraine is starting to slip, which is why I think they're doing everything they can to exacerbate and accelerate the conflict right now. They understand that this can't keep going in the way that it has been for so long. The American people are starting to finally question where our hundreds of billions of dollars are going and when this conflict ends and what the goals are. Uh, so what they would rather have is you know send a you know battalion of young American men over to Ukraine – station them next to a patriot missile barrage uh, allow the russians to blow them up and say russia has killed american soldiers this cannot stand we didn't want to but now we have to go to war with russia right that's the excuse they'll make that's the false flag that they'll carry out to you know just double down on on what's happening because they can't just allow this to continue forever because they don't have total control so they're really stepping it up but things are starting to slip. People are starting to realize that things are not as they seem, and the hypocrisy is becoming unavoidable at this point. Pope calls on people to spend less on Christmas and give the money you save to those in Ukraine. Yeah, don't don't spend money on your on your loved ones. Don't have a, a fun Christmas to remember. Just give your kids coal and send the rest of your money to Zelensky so he can hold more photo shoots for Vogue. Pope called for concrete gestures of charity for Ukrainians over a festive period. Francis said people should have a more humble Christmas and donate to Ukraine in recent, uh, in recent months. Where's this money going, though? Well, the first lady of Ukraine, President Zelensky's wife, uh, just met with Macron's wife in France. And while there, it's being reported that she spent $40,000 on a shopping trip in Paris while visiting the country to plead for more support for Ukraine, store employees have claimed online. So don't, don't buy your children presents. Give your money to Ukraine so the president's wife can go on a $40,000 shopping spree while pretending to be you know, the real victim here. But you can see how this would cause a lot of people to be a little bit pissed off, a little bit mad to know that while they are struggling to – you know, keep things together. Their tax money is being robbed from them and sent to fund high-end shopping sprees for the president of Ukraine's wife. I want to go to this video here. Oh, shoot. I'm going to have to – we're going to have to save this for the next, uh, next segment. But we'll tease it for you. A well-known Ukrainian volunteer named Oleskandar Oskar has been placed under house arrest and is now calling for a military coup in Ukraine – exposing how Zelensky has been presiding over a total genocide of the Ukrainian people. And he's asking why they should continue, why anyone should continue. In fact, this guy is begging Western leaders to step in and intervene and stop Zelensky from destroying their entire country. And it's pretty incredible. We'll show you that video in the next segment. Meanwhile, uh, Gateway Pundit has this story. Times person of the year, Ukrainian President Zelensky just shut down a court that investigates corruption. So just just out of my memory here, in the last in the last couple of months, Zelensky has nationalized and then shut down all of the dissident, you know, uh, just alternative media stations in Ukraine. He shut down the opposing political party. That was his greatest rival and shut down all of their bases of operation and confiscated all of their money and uh, forbid anybody from opposing him politically. He shut down the Ukrainian church and started persecuting Christians and demanded that the Ukrainian Orthodox Church stop 
you know, celebrating mass or doing anything of the sort. And now they've uh, liquidated an anti-corruption court. President Volodymyr Zelensky hailed his dissolution on Tuesday of a Kiev court as evidence Ukraine can fight to end a history of corruption in Russia's invasion at the same time. Stories drawn to a close, he said, as he announced he had signed a law liquidating the Kiev District Administrative Court, which Ukrainian anti-corruption authorities had compared to a criminal organization whose chairman was hit by U.S. sanctions on December 9th. This is the country. This is the country. This is the just utterly corrupt country that we have, of course, corrupted. I mean, it was Victoria Newland and, and Anthony Blinken and all these others who have used Ukraine as a money laundering operation. Can you imagine how different the world would be without Alexander Vindman? Can you imagine how different the world would be if Donald Trump was actually allowed to investigate what was going on in Ukraine? Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars Live products have always been the highest quality, triple tested, and you've seen the rave reviews. But doing deep research, we made contact with the top company in the United States, and it turned out they were supplying almost all the raw materials to the companies that we were already using. So we've gone directly to the source, and that means we can give you lower prices on the very same high-quality supplements, and in some cases, even better. Introducing InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com has 10 new products. Turmeric 95, Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max, Anotropic, Angels Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Just take the Superfood Greens. This is the highest quality greens out there, and it's at a price way, way lower than the same product on store shelves for up to twice the cost. Find InfoWars MD at InfoWars Store. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. We will go out to your phone calls this segment. But first, let's go to this video. It's of a well-known Ukrainian volunteer named Oleskar Oskar. He's been placed under house arrest by the Ukrainian government, despite, as I understand it, him being a, a... fairly well-known, you know, hero in the Ukrainian army. But he issued an urgent plea to the leaders of the Western world, actually asking them, begging them, that they perform a coup against Zelensky and stop this petulant gremlin madman from destroying their entire country. Let's watch. Zelenskoha. Save us, patriots, volunteers, Ukrainians, journalists, normal people from Zelensky's genocide and lawlessness. I'm addressing all the embassies of Europe, France, USA, Italy, all of the countries of Europe. Don't listen to the liar Pritula, who was sent to the Congress as a lackey. So he would cover up for Ermac and all the corruption. Because the Congress has taken up an adult, an audit of the humanitarian aid theft by our officials. Our Zelensky, reference to Zelensky's nickname, a holes, effing s heads, didn't think of anything better than pressuring us under home arrest, beatings, and spraying us with gas. 
So they sent Pritchula, Pritchuk's jackass, to the Congress to glaze their eyes over and tell them all is well. All is not well. Military, end this effing war because you got another war. Come to Kiev. We need to have another Vidkaev. Uh, now I demand a coup, a coup for the entire country to hang these jerks on trees. I demand the coup in the whole country. All the jerks that are beating us up, crushing us, keeping us under house arrest and spraying us with gas should be hung on trees. Drowned in rivers along with Moscow, Russians. We've had enough. For half a year, we've been helping the country, volunteering. We haven't slept. We haven't slept on the, uh, on the floor two or three hours. We've been uh, taking stuff to our guys. We've been keeping our mouth shut. And I said we'd figure it out after the war. Screw it. Only the coup. Only military coup everywhere in the country. Hang everyone on the tree branches and drown them in the rivers. You are annihilating our guys in Bakhmut. 53rd Brigade, 56th Brigade, 58th Brigade. You are turning them into ashes and you can't stop. You went after Maganev after Oscar, screw you. Tomorrow we will turn all turn to all of the embassies. I'm telling you again, you either throw me out the window yourselves or we will be contacting all the embassies to the paramilitary countries. We will not turn to the president, not to SBU, not to GRU, not to that corrupt Moscow garbage. We will turn only to the world community. Enough crushing and destroying us, and you all, don't be silent. You either stick your, your tongues in your butts, and then we will free this country ourselves, or rise and we will do another Vredkaviev. Uh, For the Gobleski PD, Shavinsko PD, to cops, courts, to all the rest of these a-holes who are destroying, exterminating our Ukraine while our guys are dying on the front for our country, what are you dying for? For Pritula in Congress? He's pretty mad. He's pretty mad there. So he's a well, well-known well Ukrainian volunteer. You can tell he's not – no love for Russians, obviously. But clearly he is pissed off and fed up with the corruption in his own country, having been to the front lines, having seen the way that young Euro, uh, Ukrainian men uh, are dying by the truckload and realizing that they're not fighting for anything because the people in charge don't care about them and are just using this to make money. Can you imagine? It's almost sad that he's like, I'm appealing to the world's community. Who do you think puts you in this mess? Who do you think is responsible for this entire war breaking out? It's the world community. You'll get nothing from them. Ukraine is truly wrecked. This was one of the users on Reddit. R- Ukraine is truly wrecked regardless of how the war ends. They've had a 40% plus GDP loss. They've lost uh, ter- uh, territory. He says, fertile women of childbearing age and their children are largely gone from Ukraine. The longer the war lasts, the less likely they are ever to come back. Demographically, the Ukrainians will largely become a matriarchal line, non-Ukrainian fathers, ethnic group similar to the descendants of some uh, South South American native groups. The energy grid has been destroyed. The country is fractioned. There's the liberals in Kiev. There's the ultra-nationalists in the West who are temporary allies to Kiev but can turn on them at any point. Then there's the ethnic Russians in the East. Even if Ukraine wins the war and takes back their territory, what happens? Do they deport slash exterminate the Russian population in the East? Will the ethno uh, nationalists tolerate gay marriages, a Jewish president, race mixing in their mind, first lady, 
and LGBT propaganda, all of which the West will force upon them, Ukraine is just screwed. But hey, a lot of people are making a lot of money with it. And uh, to be honest, the idea of demographic you know, change of Ukraine, it's not exactly counter to their desires. So very sad what's happening in Ukraine. It's up to all of us to stop our country from using our power, our wealth, our influence to perpetuate this, perpetuate this senseless and destructive war for no apparent purpose. You want to solve this? It's not Vladimir Putin that needs to go away. It's Victoria Newland, Anthony Blinken, Joe Biden, his son Hunter. It's all of us. So it's our fault, really, at the end of the day. With that, let's go out to the phone calls. Flex in Washington uh, has called in. He called in yesterday as well. Can't stand bullies like Nick Fuentes. Thanks for calling in. Flex, you're on the air. Hey, dude, I heard you play Winter Wonderland more morning. Yeah, you ought to check out uh, uh, Ozzy and Jessica Simpson's. That's one of my girls' favorite Christmas songs. Right. And Silent Night by the Temptations. Hey, man. And I'm not going to stop listening to Tech Nine and Bone Thugs and Harmony just because I'm a, uh, I'm a hunk. <laughs> yeah, I don't like bullies, man. Tech I don't Nine like Einstein? bullies, man. And uh, if Nick Fuentes is, is, is a brother in the faith, man, Ephesians 6.12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know what I mean? This is, uh, I'm not too far removed from Ireland. We've been back there, but uh, that's like me getting mad at a Brit or something for a couple hundred years ago. There's bigger things to grouch about. I, don't, I was wondering your opinion on his his agenda. What's he trying to prove, you know? Uh, my, my, I mean, I, I like Nick Fuentes quite a bit. I understand why other people don't like him. And I think, you know, if he, if he wants to really cause positive change in this country, uh, he needs to not be so mean to certain people. And, and also I just disagree with, you know, some of the way he treats people like, I mean, you, you can just find, you know, clips of him like talking about, uh, women. And it's just like, women hear that and just, you know, it's like how, you know, they're going to what like this guy. They're going to, you know, be in favor well, of somebody well, who talks, and, talks and, down and, to him so much. So, yeah, I, I, I think some of his, um, some of his rhetoric, I, I don't agree with, and I don't think is, is well advised, uh, but he's 24 years old. I think he's uh, extremely smart. I don't think, uh, anything that he says is, I, I can't, it doesn't seem hateful to me. It doesn't seem, uh, wrong to me. So uh, I don't know. Why do you call him a bully? I, just because I think of it like this, because he brought up the, the thing about the Jews, and I got friends of so many different races, man. I'm I, I don't I don't to me that's just ignorant. First Corinthians thirteen eleven. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. Um, there's bigger things to worry about than what somebody you know, all the Jews or you know you know blacks. Or, who cares, man? I don't you, remember. It's not against about flesh and blood. That's yeah. where I get confused. Well, I'll tell, get frustrated uh, uh, about that. I'll give you some examples. I mean, one thing that you know Nick Fuentes used to say all the time. I haven't heard him say it recently, but you know he'd always say like, "Look, demographically, things are changing. They're going to continue changing. There's really nothing we can do that wouldn't be." totally horrific to, to stop that. So if we're going to have a multicultural world, then we can't have a multicultural world where one group of people is not allowed to advocate for themselves, where white people are not allowed to. So we're going to have multicultural. We're not going to be a, a majority anymore, but we're also going to be totally prevented from ever advocating for ourselves, which I think is wrong. 
and, and stupid and it, it's not hateful to anybody to say, look, you have a black caucus, a Hispanic caucus, an Asian caucus. We're going to have a white caucus, too. If you want a multicultural world, then you can't single out one group who can't participate. And that's one of his messages. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year. And I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. It's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. InfoWars secret weapon is finally here. It's a secret weapon for your immune system, for your stamina, for your energy, for your way of life, for your libido. And it also keeps InfoWars on the air. And I almost forgot, you save at least 50% on these products for what you'd pay for similar products or the exact same products in stores around the country. That's because we go right to the highest quality manufacturer in the nation that supplies some of the top names. They then give us the best deal out there because the owner is a listener and we're able to bring it to you with massive discounts. You're not going to find 1,000 milligram high quality CBD for anywhere near the price we sell it. You're not going to find it the 10 milligram or the 20 milligram. You're not going to find turmeric at 95% humanoid at the price we're selling it. You're not going to find any of this anywhere near that. These similar formulas with the same formulas sell for up to 200% more than we're selling these. InfoWars MD, now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, a true 360 win. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We'll go directly out to your phone calls here. Just to finish up, Flex called in about uh, Nick Fuentes. I mean, I feel like with Nick Fuentes, there's, uh, there's one time I remember, like, as a good example of, you know, how I feel about it. He's talking about transgender kids, like transgenderism and kids, like, you know, kids being shown pornography and stuff. And it's like he's going off about it. He's talking about like how evil it is, how wrong it is. I'm completely on board with him. I'm completely on board. So he's talking about you know the damage it does to kids and how bad it is and how some you know the government has to stop this and blah blah blah. And then so I'm like with him 100. percent And then he's like, this is why we need you know a, a to be ruled over by the church. This is why we need you know he's like libertarians don't have an answer for this. This is why we need like Catholic law or something and it's just like well now you've lost me now you've lost me. because it's not because that's not true because you don't even there's nothing innately religious about the idea that children should be protected from violence or perversion like i i guess there's a religious aspect of that religions have different things to say about it but you don't have to resort to like catholic canon law to justify why keeping kids 
out of the hands of pedophiles is a good idea, right? So it's like I'm with him 90%, but then he's like, and this is why we need the pope to rule it. And it's like, no, that's that's not necessary at all. In fact, it's a very easy argument to make to say kids are psychologically damaged by sexual activity before they're mature and that by keeping you know, kids' worlds innocent until they're 18 is beneficial for everybody. Like, you don't have to rely on some religious dogma to come to that conclusion. It's a scientific fact. In fact, there was a story about a couple in New Zealand who was raising their kids in a sex-positive environment. And so, you know, it's it's kind of like the idea with the, with the trans kids where they're like, oh, trans people kill themselves because the environment is not, you know, beneficial to them. And they think the same thing about sex. They say, well, you know, sec- kids engaging in sexual activity is only bad because we as a culture say it's bad. So people feel guilty about it and they, you know, they're demonized for it. So that's why it's bad. It's not the, the actual sex, but it's that our culture is deemed it bad, right? They blame the culture. They blame like white supremacy on the idea that it's bad for kids. But this couple in New Zealand was raising their kids in a totally sexual pod. They had sex in front of their kids. They'd have orgies and their kids would, would, you know, see it happen and it was like they figured this out the uh, new zealand authorities figured this out because the kids were like psychologically destroyed the kids were like they wet themselves in school and they were like abusing other kids in their classes so they were like man there's something happening with these kids these kids are being abused the kids weren't sexualized the kids weren't victims of pedophiles the kids were just raised in a world where their parents were you know introducing them to all sorts of sexual things at a young age it destroys kids minds so you don't need a religious thing so you know it's similar to you know when uh, nick funch is going off about the holocaust and he's like you know he's mad because here we are america we stopped the holocaust hundreds of thousands of our young men went and died for the sake of the german jews to just you know it was our sacrifice that stopped that from happening. It's not why we went over, but that's that was the case. And it's infuriating to them be told, actually, you're the one. Yeah, polyamorous New Zealand couple told by court to stop having sex in front of their children. Like it literally damages kids. You don't need it. It's not a religious thing. It's a science thing. It is also a religious thing, but that's not the point. So, you know, I'm all on board with Nick Fuentes, you know, thinking it's ridiculous that we're still that, – that we're like beat over the head with the Holocaust hammer despite the fact that we're completely innocent of any association with it other than being the ones to have stopped it. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a little bit infuriating to hear, you know, people go, well, America really is just as bad as Nazi Germany. It's like, that's infuriating. It makes you mad. But then he's like, but we don't care about your dead grandma. I care about their dead grandma. Like, why would you just, why would you say that? Why, why would you, why would you say that to somebody? Of course I care about their dead grandma. It's, it doesn't mean that I am willing to pass anti-Semitism speech laws you know, I'm not I'm not willing to then say, OK, because I care about your grandma dying, therefore I won't practice Christmas anymore. Like, no, you know, it's not it's not hard to hold both of these views to go. I'm a human being. I feel for your family having gone through that, but I'm not going to let you use that to project onto me some sort of generational guilt that I should feel. And therefore, you should have special privileges. So. That's my issue with uh, Nick Fuentes. It's not that he's wrong. It's just that he goes so far sometimes. That's just like, why are you doing that? It's just going to drive good people away. Good people who care about people's grandmas are not going to come over to your to your messaging when you treat people like that. So I just I don't understand the the intelligence of um, of those types of statements. So I agree with him like ninety percent of the time, but he almost always goes a little bit too far, and I'm like, all right, you've lost me, dude. Sorry. Anyway. That's how I feel about it. Let's go to uh, Patty in Boston. He's called about uh, soccer hooliganism. 
Thanks for calling in, Patty. Is that what this is? Soccer hooliganism? When a bunch of Moroccans are, are burning your city down because they defeated you in soccer? Well, I can tell you without any doubt whatsoever, having lived in Italy for a couple of years, that uh, they would have burned that entire country down had France actually lost the game, right? Yeah, it just would have been different people burning the town down. Like, I mean, so the idea that it's the Moroccans that, that caused it, no, no, let me tell you something. I've been in Italian soccer matches where I've been hit with fireworks. I've been punched in the face. I've been, you know, involved in real riots, like, you know, that we don't really experience in America, right? So yeah. th- this idea that this was some sort of like outlier, like, oh, my God, what, look what just happened. No, come on. Man. No, but it's, it's a little on. it's this a little bit normal. different, though. Right. I mean, th- we have it here in America, too, or like Canada. We're like, you know, Canadian. No, hot- we don't have it in America. We don't have it in America. Harrison. You, you don't understand this stuff. This is, but- is life or death riot. I've been with skinheads who've been beating the daylights out of people. I mean, you don't even, you don't even grasp. What were you yeah, doing with no, skinheads? You. Yeah, I, I get it. You, you hang out with skinheads and, uh, and get beat up. Patty. I'm sure we all, we all are. Happy no, to hear this. Both, no, no, I get it. I get it. But isn't it, isn't it a little bit, as a photographer, but it, no, no, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just okay. pulling your leg. Isn't it a little bit different when it's the Italians rioting in Italy than if it was the Italians rioting in Morocco or Moroccans rioting in Italy. Isn't there something a little bit, uh, a little bit different than that? I'm telling you, when you're getting bottle rockets fired at you and, and glass bottles broken over your head, there is no difference. Yeah. And no, I don't look, care. I, so I, I mean, yeah. I, I see soccer hooligan. I mean, it's almost like a, like a Huxley or Orwellian style, like control mechanism for the people of Europe, because like in UK and Germany, all the big burly manly men, like they don't actually dedicate their energy to anything that matters. They won't actually go out and, you know, fight for anything political or any, anything that matters. They go out and fight, you know, their fellow Englishmen over, over a football game. Right. So it's almost like this, it's almost like this valve where they just like, all right, go out and riot, go out and be violent, go out and get out your testosterone, go, go get out your activity and just, just turn it on each other, make it all about a a little game. So you don't actually, you know, band together and and do anything politically. So, yeah, I think, well, you know, the, the reason that the Europeans have that much energy to do that sort of thing is because they don't expend it doing, you know, what we would call, um, What's the term? Work. Work, prog- uh, so, progress, you know, uh, building things. Yeah, right, yeah right, I know. Right. I agree that with you, be- Patty. There are a bunch of lazy socialists over there that uh, get their kicks by punching each other in the face. Thank God we have America. Uh, thank, for that. thank for that call, Patty. I do want to get to another call here. Let's go to uh, – oh, shoot. The person who I wanted to go to hung up. So we go now to uh, Andrew in New York. He wants to talk about FTX. Thanks for calling in. Andrew, you're on the air. In four words, uh, red pills and weed. Um so yeah, the screener was t- was asking me what the most important uh, story of the year was. It's definitely FTX because it's like all encompassing. It's uh, Zelensky's war crimes, um, entire financial uh, system, uh, this child trafficking, basically everything. Carrie Lake's um, lawsuit has big implications for the 2020 election, as the bioweapon, all the bioweapon stuff. Everything is related to FTX. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a very very good example. Again, one of these stories that I, I that's exactly what I'm looking for. Where you've got these stories that have so many different aspects to it, all tied into one. So yeah, FTX is uh, 
a very good suggestion. Here's the latest from FTX. Accused FTX crypto scammer Sam Bankman-Fried claim he's the victim of anti-Semitism in a bid to escape charges. <laughs> from Chris Menahan. Fallen FTX founder SBF and his parents arrive at Bahamas court. He sought to escape charges for his shady crypto exchange by uh, collapse by telling Congress he's the victim of anti-Semitism. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it is, right? So there you go. You can add, you can add that into another, another you know, aspect of the modern world being tied up in this FTX uh, scam. You've got a guy who's clearly just an absolute criminal stealing billions of dollars. And when he's caught out, he says, it's because I'm Jewish, isn't it? You're just doing this because I'm Jewish. Just money spilling out of his pockets, just like drugs and just like orgies. He's just like, it's because I'm Jewish, isn't it? It's like, well, you tell me. I don't know. Is that why? Is that why you're doing all of this? Because you're Jewish? I don't know. That's what he says. Kind of weird thing to say. We'll be back on the other side, folks. Stay tuned. Until about 150 years ago, cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors. They associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather. Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3, and then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever, because the winter's here, to take high-quality vitamin D3, and we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarsStore.com.